0: From the heart of win, Los win, Angeles, win, and win. At the, of the night, look
1: at the and tonight's night guest, sky, the sky, look at the the, night of night pounds, night and
2: Harris, the stars
1: have always this shine. Is our
2: guest, this is this is I am Mark Leisure, and now our host, the MC, the master of change, Filippo Voltaggio.
3: Well, and we're back. I'm so glad we have our guest on today to talk about what uh, something is that's more important than a lot of us actually even know. Uh, I I think we're going to hear things that um, we've never heard before, some of us. So our guest is a reality TV producer. He's an Emmy award winning TV news reporter and producer and uh, of host of Queen of the Con, the Irish heiress. We'll learn more about that in just a moment, but we welcome Jonathan Walton to the show. Welcome, Jonathan, to the Life Changes Show.
4: Thank you so much. It's great meeting you, great being here. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, you know, it, it, it's um, hmm. uh, it, it's through a,
3: a chain of events that you're here uh, and and on so many shows talking about all of this. Uh, in a way, this is this has come to a place that is is good for all of us. But for you, for the longest time, not so good. Tell us about how we got here.
4: Yeah, it was definitely a struggle, and uh, at one point, just devastating. And um, I was devastated; I had to file for bankruptcy. So back in 2013, you know, uh, actually, I'll start at the end. I was the victim of of a con artist, of a professional con artist, a woman who, who moved into my life. She was a friendly neighbor and we struck up a friendship and she befriended a bunch of other people in our building and she told us all she was from Ireland. Her name was Mayor Smith. She had a strange accent that I just dismissed as, oh, that's Irish-American You know, I couldn't quite place it, but, you know, she said she's from Ireland. Like you meet a new neighbor, they say they're from Ireland. You just believe them. You know, society functions by trust. When there's a knock at the door and it's the UPS guy, you have to trust it's the UPS guy or you'll you'll never open your door. You know, when you go to the doctor, you trust it's a doctor's office. It's a guy in a lab coat. But you don't really know he's a doctor. There is no proof he's provided you. You're just accepting that the phone number you called and his look, he's a doctor. So society would literally grind to a halt without trust and con artists know this. And that's what they use to manipulate themselves into your life. So Mayor Smith back in 2013 is a new neighbor. I had just finished working on the show shark tank and we had a huge problem in our apartment building downtown. We lost our swimming pool to another building through a legal dispute over who's going to pay for what repairs and I had a a meeting at my apartment building with a bunch of other angry neighbors, and that's where I met Mayor Smith. She had short black hair, pale skin. She had sparkling blue eyes. She looked kind of Irish, and um, she kind of took control of that party, of that get-together, you know, saying that she's dating a Los Angeles politician. She can get our pool back, no problem. So immediately she inspired, you know, confidence in her from us and you know that's what con artists do. Con artists is actually short for confidence artist because, you know, they inspire confidence from their victims in them, and mm. they use that confidence to scam them. So she was right on point. Of course, I had never met a professional con artist in my life. So I didn't know what they look like or sound like or what the ploys are, but she she, you know, did all of them. She we became friends very quickly. She wined and dined my husband and me at, at fancy restaurants. She lavished us with gifts. I mean, we loved her. When when I confided in her that part of my family had disowned me for being gay, she, you know, tears welled up in her eyes, like like Demi Moore in Ghost kind of tears, and she told me that well, her family disowned her too cuz she, you know, they're trying to prevent her from getting her inheritance. And then she starts unpacking her story on um, She's trying to get this 25 million euro inheritance and her family's fighting tooth and nail. And she would show me, you know, texts and emails from her barristers, which are lawyers in Ireland. I had to Google that. I didn't know at the time what a barrister was. And she'd show me uh, texts from her evil cousin Finton, who is, you know, uh, battling her for this inheritance. And she was in, the, in her uncle's will. Her great uncle was like one of the founders of Ireland you know, she had a a framed copy of the Irish Constitution hanging on her wall in her living room. And she said her great uncle was the signatory. And she she presented herself. She told me she was Irish royalty, you know, and I didn't know much about Ireland at the time. I didn't know Ireland doesn't does not have a royal family. But, you know, I just believed everything she told me, because, again, she's like a neighbor and and a good friend. And, you know, she's She's, you know, giving us gifts and paying for meals. And she just seemed like this really wealthy, lovely woman. So anyway, once once uh, I I go to to visit her for brunch and I find her doubled over crying, crying like tears down her face like she's so good at the acting. Um, And she tells me that her family is working in concert with a with a district attorney in Los Angeles that they paid off to set her up, to make it look like she stole $200,000. And they're doing that to get her disinherited because there's a clause in the will that if any heir is convicted of a felony, they get disinherited. So I'm literally consoling her. I'm, I'm hugging her and she's convulsing in my arms and her tears are are wetting my, my shirt. Like, it's so real, you know? And I vowed then and there, we're best friends at this point. This is like 14 months into our friendship. I vowed then and there to help her get her inheritance, you know. So um, I lo- I start loaning her money because the DA, she says, froze her bank accounts, and you know she doesn't she she doesn't have access to any of her money. And I know she has a lot of money because up until that point she's been spending it, you know, whining and dining my husband and me and giving us gifts and whining and dining everybody, you know. I know she's a wealthy woman, so I I loan her forty two hundred dollars. You know, she pays me back the next day. Uh, and that gives me confidence to loan her more money. So all in over the course of our four-year friendship, I loan her, you know, more than seventy thousand dollars to help her, cl- you know, clear a legal path to get her inheritance. And then one day she's arrested. She's arrested, and um, I want to go visit her in jail. I think I know the family's behind this. You know, I want to go visit her in jail. So I log on to the jail's website and to schedule a visit, and it says there on the jail's website, plain as day, she's arrested for felony grand theft. She's arrested for stealing two hundred thousand dollars from the travel agency. And I go down to the courthouse. You know, I take the day off of work because I'm stunned because that's not. She told me she was arrested because I had I had loaned. So i I let her charge my credit cards fifty thousand dollars to pay a court fee that was supposed to dismiss this bogus case against her and she's supposed to get her inheritance. And I totally believe that because at the time I had no experience in the criminal with the criminal justice system. So I thought, yeah, lawyers are expensive. Court fees are expensive. That makes sense. Fifty thousand dollars. I remember one time I tried to hire a lawyer to look at an entertainment contract I had and they wanted ten thousand dollars. So you know, in my mind that, you know, that made sense. But then she tells me the reason she's arrested is because the judge considers her charging my credit cards to pay her court fees as money laundering. And that's why she's in jail. But when I log on to the jail's website to schedule a visit, that's not what's listed. Felony grand theft is the reason listed, which alarms me. So I take the day off of work. I go down to the courthouse. I pull all the records for that case. And I discover, you know, that famous saying, when you when you find one Lies are like rats. When you find one, it means there are a thousand others hiding. So the first lie I caught her in was the fact that she was arrested for felony grand theft. Not money laundering. Like that was (laughs) – that's not – you know. and then I start reviewing the hundreds of pages of records in that case and I find out she created a fake PayPal account and she was taking customers' vacation payments. She worked for a travel agency, a luxury travel agency, and she was – she named the PayPal account with a travel agency's name, Pacific Islands, and she was taking payments into her own account um, to the tune of $200,000 over two years. So at that point, I realized she lied to me, you know, to get money from me. There was no Irish inheritance. You know, I, 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 I hired private investigators at that point. I discovered she's not from Ireland at all. She was born in Bangor, Maine. I find felonies for fraud and grand theft in other states. And I go to police, you know, I go to police to say she scammed me. And they didn't want to take a report. Um, eventually, I started, you know, a website, jonathanwalton.com, to, to share my story about what she did to me to warn other people. And soon people start coming out of the woodwork um, with stories of how she scammed them. She impersonated, <laughs> this is all while she's scamming me over. So she's my best friend for four years. She scams me out of $70,000. At the very same time, she's scamming literally dozens of other people all over Los Angeles. She's pretending to be a psychologist. She has a dozen patients. She's pretending to have cancer. She she got out of rent in our building by saying she had cancer. She got out of rent for six months. She's pretending to be a court-appointed child custody investigator. She's scamming a guy in Newport Beach with the same Irish inheritance scam trying to trick him into signing over his homes to her because she's going to buy a, a $25 million home and put his name on it. Um, she impersonated Jennifer Aniston. She has so many scams going. Eventually, I get a call from a police detective in Northern Ireland who's been looking for her for 10 years. She's not Irish. She lived in Northern Ireland, which is part of the UK. So. Ireland is a country and Northern Ireland's part of the UK. So she lived in Northern Ireland for, for almost 10 years where she scammed half a million dollars out of 26 victims. And, you know, she used her own daughter in that, in, in those scams. Her daughter was like 12 years old. She used her daughter as bait to scam people. It, it, it's just this never ending onion. The layers keep coming off. So eventually, eventually there's a happy ending. I convinced police to file charges it takes two years, but I eventually get my day in court. She gets convicted of scamming me and goes to jail. So, you know, I, I was vindicated. She scammed me. And the stories are so crazy, you know, I thought, this is a this is a true crime podcast, if ever there was one. So uh, iHeartRadio was interested, so I produced a 10-episode true crime podcast just about this crazy story, and I interviewed 20-plus victims, including her daughter. Uh, it's called... Uh, Queen of the Con, The Irish Heiress. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. And it kind of unpacks the crazy story. And I wouldn't believe a word of it if it didn't happen to me. It's all true. I was helping this woman get her inheritance. Meanwhile, she was scamming me. And I, I, I found a total of 45 other victims of hers all over the world. She scammed people in Florida, in Michigan, in Maine, in California, in Tennessee, and 26 victims in Northern Ireland. And she got sentenced to five years in jail for scamming me. But guess what? COVID came and COVID helped her. She got released early. And now she is out in. she left California. She's in Madawaska, Maine, scamming people over there, I heard from a neighbor who emailed me from my website. So I'm still keeping tabs on her. She's up to her old tricks. Look out is my message. Look out.
3: You know, Jonathan, as you're sharing your story, I, I just... Of course, we met through Tess Cacciatore, who also is part of this story. Uh, She is,
4: and Tess is in the (laughs) podcast. Yeah, Tess, she convinced Tess that she's friends with Jennifer Aniston. And Jennifer Aniston was interested in being a spokesperson for Tess's foundation, Global Women's Empowerment Network. And she would show Tess, oh, look what my friend Jennifer Aniston just texted me. And that's that's how Tess got to believe that she's friends with with, with um, Jennifer Aniston, but it's not true. Uh, Mayor created all of these online accounts. You can create a Google phone number online and text yourself and text people and email yourself and email people, and that's what she was doing. She created a series of, she had 23 different aliases. Jennifer Aniston was just one of them, and it's just insane the methods she employed to sell her scams.
3: Well it's interesting because you helped educate me through our conversation and and through uh, an article that you wrote that we'll uh, we'll talk about when we come back uh you i was listening to your story and i heard almost all seven of the things to look out for the yes seven. seven signs there is a con artist
4: in your circle
3: and i thought oh wow like that is so clear now Uh, And so when we come back, if you would please share those seven signs so that people will then they they can go back and listen to the story. It's almost like an exercise and say, oh, there's that one. There's that one. That's how that came to play, because it's playing out every day
4: in people's lives, everywhere, anywhere. Right. Oh, yeah. Con artists are everywhere. Until one cons you, you have no idea. And the vast majority of victims never share their story with anyone because they're embarrassed and ashamed. So your best friend could have been conned and they're not going to tell you because they're ashamed they fell for it. You know, and I'm ashamed. I mean, come on. I was helping an Irish heiress get her inheritance. How stupid does that sound? Very stupid, I know. But, you know, con artists don't outsmart you. They outfeel you. You know, they use your emotion to scam you. And I got I got swept up in her story. I believed her. I thought, you know, I thought we were two discarded souls bonding over the fact that our families don't want us here in Los Angeles. And yeah, she got me. I, you know, she got into my heart and robbed me blind.
3: Well, we're talking to Jonathan Walton and jonathanwalton.com is his website. I'll spell Jonathan is is with an H, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N, Walton, yep. W-A-L-T-O-N. Dot com jonathanwalton.com yeah. and i'm sorry
4: jonathan that is it yeah correct
3: okay and then his uh podcast that he is the host of is queen of the con the irish heiress we'll be uh back with the seven signs there's a con artist in your circle and in our next uh uh part of the show we also have our ask dorothy segment and then a little later on We have our musical guest segment. We have Miki Vox on of Miki Nikhil all on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition right after this.
2: Want to connect with amazing people who are committed to making a difference? From the Heart Tribe is a platform, community and movement with the purpose of bringing like-minded humans together to help animals and the environment in order to gain a stronger connection and understanding of the world around us. They are dedicated to effectuating positive change by empowering individuals to organize meaningful and engaging experiences that build compassion for animals and the natural environment. Their founders' and members' passion is to inspire others to actively get involved in their homes, their communities, and the world to raise awareness about the issues we face and most of all, to be part of the solution. Through their efforts, they have also accomplished some amazing and tangible achievements. Their Pickup for Paradise beach cleanups have collected over 50,000 pieces of foreign debris. And also, thanks to animal rescue and recovery volunteers, over 30% of the volunteers have become vegan or reduced their meat intake. Daily habits make a big difference. Please join any of their upcoming events by going to FTHT.org and signing up for their newsletter. You can also follow on Instagram and Facebook at From the Heart Tribe. You are listening to The Life Changes Show, live from Vortex Dome, L.A. on the BBS Radio Network with our host, Filippo Voltaggio. You can hear tonight's show and all our past shows, which include influencers such as author Ariel Ford, business luminary Nolan Bushnell, and actress Dee Wallace on our archive page at lifechangesshow.com. Please send any comments or questions to info at lifechangesnetwork.com or via Twitter at Life Changes Show and Facebook at The Life Changes Show.
3: We're back. I am Filippo. This is The Life Changes Show at Home Edition. We've been talking to reality TV producer, Emmy award-winning TV news reporter and producer, and host of Queen of the Con, the Irish heiress, Jonathan Walton. He shared his story of how he himself was conned uh in a very big way and then came to find out that many many others had been conned and that many people in the world are conned every day of the the the, of the year of the of every day Uh, so uh in this next part of our uh, segment with him he is going to share with us an article he wrote uh, a blog he wrote the seven signs there's a con artist in your circle jonathan uh yes How do we know?
4: Well, listen, con artists are everywhere. And since my story got a ton of publicity, victims from all over the world have been reaching out to me, inspired by my story of Triumph, because I put my con artist in jail, asking me for help with their con artists. So I'm working on a couple dozen cases of the most abhorrent con women and con men all over the world. And I've come to discover, shockingly, that all the cons are basically the same. Yes, the names change. Yes, the places change. Yes, the dollar amounts change. But the the architecture of a con is pretty similar con to con. And I uncovered and realized there are actually seven signs. There's a con artist in your circle. And these seven seven red flags, if you will. And these seven red flags, my con artist had, but I didn't know what the red flags were, so I completely missed them. So. I'm going to tell you what they are, so you don't miss them. Uh, red flag number one: too kind, too quick. A con artist needs to become friends with you really quick. So they're going to they're going to buy you gifts. They're going to pay for meals. They're going to be so kind. They want to help you because if a stranger, you know, if you see a stranger on the street and they say, "Hey, can I get a ride to the airport?", you would look at them like they're crazy. But if a friend asked you, "Hey, can I get a ride to the airport?", Of course, you would take your friend to the airport. That's no problem. And con artists know this. They know they need to become friends with you really quick. And one good way of doing that is by love bombing, by kindness. They'll buy you things. They'll pay for meals. They'll offer to do things for you. They want to become your friend quickly. So that on its own is not a red flag, but coupled with these other red flags, that's a sign you're getting conned. Red flag number two, drama, drama, drama. Listen. Bad things happen to people. Yes. You know, people, you know, lose their jobs. People get cancer. People have a falling out with their family. People's children die. People get robbed and raped at a bar. But all those bad things don't happen to one person at the same time unless they're a con artist trying to ensnare you in their drama. So if you meet someone who is Red flag number one, super kind, always wants to help, always wants to buy you things. And then number two, they have all this drama. Jesus, my con artist, you know, had this. Sir, she had an altercation at a bar where she was beat up, she said she had all this drama going on, but none of it was true. All of it was just to make me, you know, to 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 disorient me and make me care about her and try to help her through her drama. Red flag number three. Legitimate day jobs. So you would think there's one case I'm working on now where the con artist actually works in the mayor's office. You know, con artists like to use the patina of their day job to lend them legitimacy, you know, for their cons. Because, and, uh, you know, wh- when there's an ask for money, you think this person can't be a con artist. They work in the mayor's office or they have, they're a financial advisor or they work at a bank. You know, or they're a foreign exchange trader that there's no way they're a con artist. But actually, the opposite is true. You know, they, they have these good day jobs to give them cover to scam people because they know you're going to say to yourself exactly that they can't be a con artist. They have a full time job. So that coupled with the drama coupled with the too kind, too quick, you know, is a good sign they're a con artist. Red flag number four, isolation that's that's almost you know that should really be red flag number one but it's red flag number four in my list because con artists need to isolate you from anyone who might talk you out of going along with their con you know in my case mayor smith worked uh mayor smith conned a neighbor in my building and conned me at the same time and she told me that this neighbor was wanted in canada for murder and you know i believed her so i avoided this neighbor and she told this neighbor that i am Mentally ill and crazy and and violent. So the neighbor avoided me. Meanwhile, my con artist was able to con us both using different stories successfully. And that's what con artists do. They try to isolate you. So if anyone tells you, again, too kind, too quick. They got a lot of drama. They have a legitimate day job. And now they're telling you, don't talk to this person. Don't talk to that person. Anyone telling you not to talk to someone is a huge red flag. Always talk to everyone all the time. Red flag number five, technology. My con artist scammed me and a bunch of other people using technology, you know, through texts and emails, these these accounts she created to text and email herself as all these different characters to sell her story. She she pretended to be friends with Jennifer Aniston through text. Oh, look what my friend Jennifer Aniston texted me. She preferred, you know, she had barristers in Ireland, you know, emailing her about her inheritance. But. Those were actually email accounts she created to email herself and sell her Irish barrister inheritance story. You know, be suspicious the next time someone holds up a phone to show you, hey, look what so-and-so just texted me. Look what so-and-so just emailed me. Technically, you have no proof that it is who they're saying it is. It could be anyone. It could be them. So be wary. Red flag number six, wires. Um, I can't tell you how many cases I'm working on that involve wire transfers. You know, that is a super hot red flag that it's a con. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, there's a case I'm working on where a woman who was helped. She met a guy. She started dating. You know, he, he works in oil and gas. He's in a foreign country. The government is holding his equipment hostage. So, you know, he asked her, hey, can you wire me this money so I can get my equipment um, released? And then I can pay you back. And he shows her his bank account, uh, 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 a statement, which was all fabricated. And she wired him, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars because this was a guy she loved. You know, this is a guy she knew for almost half a year. And she wired him money. Never, you know, be suspicious if anyone asks you to wire money, uh, because it's almost always a con. And red flag number seven, it's called beak wedding. Whether you're dealing with an investment con or a love con, con artists like to give you a little of your money up front. They like to show you, they like to put some money in your hands, and that gives you confidence to loan them more money or give them more money. In my case, I loaned my con artist $4,200, and she paid me back the next day. So immediately, I took her as a woman of her word. You loan her money, she pays you back. And I was confident loaning her more money because, remember, confident uh, con artist is short for confidence artist because they use your confidence in them to scam you so a lot of investment scams too um they like to give you a little – you invest, you know, $5,000. They might even give you $6,000. Hey, look, you made $1,000. So what are you going to do? You're probably going to let it ride. Take that 6000 and you're going to want $7,000. you are going to want 10000 And the con artist knows this. So don't be relieved or relaxed when you see some of your money up front. If it's along with those other signs, too kind, too quick, drama, 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 legitimate day jobs, isolation, you know, reading texts and emails that they claim are from this person and that person – and uh, wire transfers. If, if any of those other signs are present, you're probably getting conned. Uh, don't believe the beak wedding. You know, my con artist exhibited all these signs. And if I knew then what I know now, I would have crossed the street when I saw her coming. But I didn't. Now I do. Um, you be smarter than I was. These are the signs of a, of a professional con at work. If you see more than one of them in one person, you're probably getting conned.
3: Uh, you were sharing with me, Jonathan, you said be suspicious. Now, you don't mean be suspicious of, of everybody. Maybe we just keep our eyes open for this.
4: I mean, you kind of have to be suspicious of everyone, especially new people in your life, because con artists present themselves as the new coworker, the new best friend, the new guy you're dating, the new girl you're dating, you know, the new neighbor in my case. You know, they're new new people and they want to get in with you fast, you know. Be suspicious. Um, Do a background check. If I'd have run a background check on my con artist when I first met her, I would have seen all of the felony charges for fraud and grand theft in other states, and I would have stayed clear. But, you know, who runs a background check on someone you meet? I mean, I do that now. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, look what happened to me. So, yeah, just keep an eye out for these for these for the signs. You know, kindness, too kind, too quick is a big one.
3: Well, Jonathan, you definitely learned the hard way and you uh, have used it for good. If people are interested in knowing more of his story and more of the stories and and not just about this particular experience or this person, but so many other people out there uh, and how you could learn how to take care of yourself. Well, Jonathan Walton has uh uh, a podcast dedicated to that. It's called Queen of the Con, the Irish Heiress. Uh, Jonathan Walton is his website. J O H N A T H A N W A L T O N dot com. Jonathan Walton. Jonathan, we learned a lot today. Appreciate you squeezing that all in so we could be as prepared as possible. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me on. You guys have a great night. Uh, You too. And I do want to mention Queen of the Con also on Instagram and Twitter. Just go to at Queen of the Con. Thank you so much, Jonathan Walton. Thank you. Pleasure. And with that,
2: we have our Ask Dorothy segment. Dear Dorothy, my name is Jeannie and I live in San Francisco. One of my very best friends is a master musician and has played all over the world and has written and performed in soundtracks for many movies in the past. However, with the lockdowns, she has been unable to live her passion for the last two years and now is totally focused on everything that is going wrong in today's world. I receive two or three videos every day from her, and there are always negative. She is an amazing person, and I feel helpless as I see her slip into a deep depression and am concerned for her mental health. What can I do to assist her in feeling better about life?
5: Dear Jeannie. Your love and concern for your friend is beautiful. I have many people in my life who have slipped into depression over the interruption of their usual lifestyles. I too receive lots of negative videos from many people and I choose not to watch them for the most part. I'm well aware that there is much negativity going on behind the scenes and I acknowledge it and begin each day with a prayer of gratitude thanking the universe for ending all of the craziness as quickly as possible. And I thank the universe for protecting me and everyone from harm. And then, when I receive the many horror videos that so many are focusing on, I do my best to find a positive video and message these to my friends. If we're willing to look for good news, we can find it. One of the most interesting things I have begun to find are wild animals helping other species of animals that we humans would consider to be at odds with one another. I just saw a beautiful video today of a huge bull flipping over a large turtle that somehow had landed on its back, and this made my heart smile. Sharing these kind of wonderful videos helps me stay positive and in faith that life is changing for the better. So let's all look for the good and share it with the ones we love.
2: Thank you, Dorothy. And if you have a question for Dorothy, please write her at askdorothy@lifechangesshow.com, at
3: And we'll be right back with our musical guest, Mickey Vox of Mickey. Nikki, Miki, Nikiel on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition right after this.
6: There are self-help seminars costing thousands of dollars guaranteeing miraculous transformations. There are compelling speakers and life-changing weekend experiences where you can walk on fire. They all deliver revelations that guarantee you'll come back for the more expensive revelations filled with even greater wonder next month on Fiji. We get addicted to positive, heartfelt, expensive theater. What we really need is a jumpstart, an awakening. Someone who can give us a reminder that everything we need lies within. Through inspiration and practical knowledge, Dorothy Donahue helps people get grounded and motivated, inspired and energized. It's not just words and affirmations and the power of intention. It's a mindset brought about by a tangible, transcendental experience, an audio, visual, physical, spiritual experience that helps us realize we transform ourselves. We get tools to become the conscious co-creators of lives of unlimited potential. Find out more. Go to DorothyDonahue.com.
2: Life Changes Show is a premier radio show presented by the Life Changes Network, which is a company whose team has dedicated their lives not only to positive change, but to helping others observe and embrace, honor, and even celebrate their own changes, thus enabling a more positive, inspired life, and helping to create a more positive and inspired world. From everyday people, celebrities, corporate giants, and children, we are here to help and to serve with heart, integrity and experience we bring our message and positive intent into your lives through the Life Changes Show LifeChangesNetwork.com and through guest appearances on other inspiring shows and events if you wish to learn more about Life Changes Life Coaching, a private consultation with one of us, corporate or live event appearances, or if you would like us to appear on your radio or TV shows please email us at info at LifeChangesNetwork.com
3: We are back. This is a Life Changes Show at Home Edition. I am host Filippo Voltaggio. So happy and excited to be introducing our musical segment with alternative music band, Miki Nikil, And fronting the band is Miki Vox. Welcome, Miki Vox, to the Life Changes Show.
7: Thank you, Filippo. Can you hear me? Is everything good?
3: I hear you great, and it's good Thank to hear you. you. And, uh, boy, that's a tongue twister. What am I saying? What what am I saying? What does this all mean?
7: Okay, I know, right? Um, Miki means to me, it's Latin, and then that's what it means to me. Nikil means nothing or endlessness, limitlessness. So to me, limitlessness, endlessness, that, you know, this is sort of, that's, that's what it means, really. But it's Latin and the H's are pronounced as K's, so it's all very confusing, but there you go.
3: <laughs> well, uh, Miki, I know you know that I've said this already, but the audience uh, so doesn't know. So we're, we're friends, Miki and I are friends, and we've yeah. gotten to sing together many years, and I've been a fan of hers, and I've been wanting her on the show for a long time, and she's been saying, "I'm working on a project. I'm working on a project." You know, and and now, like five or so years later, <laughs> it finally happened. Yeah, and I got to hear the music for the first time, and I am so amazed. It is wonderful, uh, and and it just feels like it's fresh, and at the same time, there, there's a little bit of a throwback, and and most of all, knowing her knowing you, Miki, and feeling into this music and seeing you on video, it's like it feels so authentic like what we need right now. So thank you. Proud of you.
7: I love that. Thank you. Oh, yay. Virtual hug. I'm authentic,
8: too. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah, sorry.
7: Right here, sitting next to me is the guitar player in the band and co-writer, Benjamin Montoya.
3: Yes, indeed. And let's Hello, Benjamin. And we're <laughs> glad you're here. Uh, and then who else we got? Nobody there, but uh, tell Sorry. Us
7: so Nick, Nick Steinberg is the bass player and Adam Alt is the drummer. And uh, because of, obviously, COVID reasons, we couldn't play live for you all. So the, the two of us, Ben and I, are here representing the whole group. And um, we're just happy that that we could be here and thanks, thanks for having us. So, yeah.
3: so, so this group is our pleasure. And this group is, uh, let's see. So Miki is a former New York city opera singer and the other three are, uh, well-known in their own right. They are, but they call themselves, uh, or they refer to themselves as, uh, three self-taught rockers. How did this all come together? Miki? Okay,
7: So, uh, Benjamin and I, uh, good friends and uh started playing music together and working on songs and uh kind of decided what we we needed to play these songs with the band and um
8: i mean we got we got lucky we we know these guys um we have a history with them um we're all linked in some way and um just timing wise you know we all were at a place where we could get together and it just all worked you know sometimes things just work so
7: yeah, so we got in a room together and we started just really initially it was mostly just hanging out, let's have some fun, let's play some music and um and it was just kind of jamming and then every single new thing just started a, a song and at the end we kind of at the end being like two a year or two years it ended up with like two 200-ish songs. And we decided maybe we should do something with these or record some of them or figure out what to do. So then we kind of formed, we formed Mickey Nikhil and uh, and found Adam Lazis, the producer, and then recorded some songs. So that's that's how we did how we did it.
3: <laughs> you know, and I think that adds to what I was saying about authenticity and, and a unique sound and all that, because how many bands actually take the time to uh, really develop a sound these days uh, like you all have over hours and hours of just hanging together and uh, actually was that just for me or can we say what the jam sessions are called
7: yeah no that's totally fine they were called whiskey rehearsals because we (laughs) (laughs) because We would uh, drink a lot of whiskey, and uh, Benjamin's like a, uh, you know, we all really like whiskey. But, yeah, um, so so we called it whiskey rehearsals. We drink whiskey, we'd play music, we'd uh, you know hang out for a good four hours. Record, I recorded everything, and then I'd go back and listen through it, and then those um, moments that seemed like they were, oh, this is it, this is this is a song then I would, uh, you know, edit those out, send them to the group, and then that would kind of be like a, a song idea. So that's how a lot of these songs came to came to be, was just in the moment.
3: <clears throat> wow. Well, uh, we're, we're going to have the pleasure of getting to hear uh, their original music right now. We're going to hear uh, a, a, an unplugged version right now with uh, Miki and with Benjamin. And oh. then...
7: We're gonna do a song called Falling Star. Is that
3: okay? Uh abs, abs, you mean app? you mean you change your mind?
7: Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like looking at my notes going, I've uh, I was uh, saying, right. so, yes, of off, saying
7: like, don't say the other one. Yeah.
3: You can do yeah. anything you want. I was gonna give the spelling of the the band uh, M-I-H-I, and yeah. then a a second word N I H I L yes Miki Nikiel
7: yes
3: and, and and to my credit it it like it's like how can we be friends if I can't even pronounce your name but right. I, I I didn't know this all this so this is this is new and I, I love it uh so yeah. go yeah. <laughs> yeah.
7: well say th- well thanks for hanging in there I know I mean why would you pick a name that no one could say but it ended up that's the, way, that's the way it chose. There's so many people that don't...
8: That we didn't choose that word. It chose us. It
7: kind of just happened. It
8: kind of yeah. just happened. And uh, just like the songs did, you know, um, one thing that I'd like to point out is that there was a narrative set up before we um, went and started playing with these guys. We actually had songs created, but we actually, as we started playing together, <laughs> we were playing together. Like the things that were naturally coming out pretty much, you know, took over. And uh, recreated a new sound for us in this, in practice, and then into the studio. So
7: yeah,
8: it's definitely a, a unique collaboration. And you know,
7: so this is a song called um, "Are You Ready for the Song, Filippo?"
8: Yes, I'm ready for
3: Falling Star. I hope it's yeah. that one.
7: So this is a song called Falling Star, and um, it's kind of a, It sounds a little bit '50s when you listen to the whole band '50s '60s kind of style, a little bit. But um, mostly, uh, it pretty much has the main metaphor in the title, and the lyrics talk about um, something in the past, that um, look, looking at something in the past and wishing that what was lost wasn't gone. So that, that's kind of the, the setup for the song. It's called Falling Star, and um, Benjamin and myself will try to do this for you over the computer.
3: Here is (laughs) Miki Mikiel performing live on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition, Falling Star. Love it! Thank you. Featuring Miki Vox and uh, Benjamin Montoya on guitar.
7: Thank you. Thank you.
3: Nice. Miki Vox. Right. And, uh, uh, well, uh, well, the band Miki Nikiel featuring yeah. M- Miki Vox and Benjamin Montoya on guitar. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay.
7: You're so, a trooper. I love you, Filippo. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for I, having us.
3: No, don't go, Wait. It's a pleasure to have you. And I have to mention... Uh, if I didn't mention again, uh, I'll mention again. Uh, so their website is mikil.com. Miki, again, M-I-H-I-N-I-H-I-L. Yes, uh,
7: and through the website, you can, um, there's a, and also on your website, there's a QR code where you can scan it. You can get onto our, our mailing list. We have a, a limited numbered edition of, a vinyl that we did all local, like, pressing here in the US it's a very audiophile quality 180 gram pressing from RTI it's you know there's all that kind of jam you can get onto our list and then get that and we have a show coming up next month here in Los Angeles on the 19th um, at Harvard and Stone so you'll be able to find out all about that if you want to come to that So there you go.
3: So, yeah, so that's kind of interesting. You just put your phone up to the uh, whether it's on their website or ours to the uh, code and uh, you'll you'll be able to get on their uh, mailing list and all that. And imagine how interesting that you were able to find Instagram, Facebook, smart URL uh, URL and YouTube all with Miki Nikil.
7: Oh, yeah, I know. That's what happens when you get a name that no one can pronounce. (laughs) (laughs)
3: So speaking speaking of names, before we go on to the next song, I'm looking at these titles of your album and I'm seeing Falling Star, of course, and Vertigo and then Gold and then Ticking Clocks and I Eat You, uh, Space Invader verb verberation and who do you think you are like tell me these titles where do they come from
7: okay so uh when we write the music we get in the into one room we play we jam it out and then i go back and i listen to those those, uh, rehearsals and then in the moment there's words that that surface when you're listening to a, a song. So those words came from the the rehearse, the the actual recordings of when we were recording those songs. I heard myself saying those words and that became the title of the songs. It just was kind of more less thought. The titles came first, actually, before a lot of the, the lyrics came to be. So, um, uh. yeah, so that, yeah. <laughs>
3: wow well, i mean and so very organic well actually so this next song that we're gonna hear the whole band in that's been pre-recorded and it's on the album is there what's the is, is the album is just called Miki nikio
7: yeah it's self-titled and uh it came out in april 15th digitally and then vinyl we had our we had our vinyl release show at the last bookstore downtown in los angeles it's a a wonderful place if you haven't ever been. Uh, mom and Pop owned and beautiful. It's in, in an old bank. Uh, yeah. gorgeous. And um, so we had our vinyl release show there. And that was on November 20th. So we kind of um, we spread that out. And our, our digital release was, was released with Universal Music, which is pretty cool for an independent band to get that kind of um, distribution. Um, and we ended up... Uh, on the Grammy ballot, the, uh, the first round of the Grammy yeah. ballot with the record this year, which is great. And, um, yeah, n- uh, number one on Amazon and on the NACA charts and stuff like that, which is cool, but, um, <clears throat> all that doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, but you're going to play be there.
3: Yeah. And speaking of things happening organically, this happened organically and really fast. I mean, for, yeah. for what four of you, to come up with something within a really short like how short a period of time for this song
7: well i mean that the majority of the song was done in about 15 minutes because it was a jam so it was kind of more we we established the melodies the the core chords of the verse and the chorus and the lyrics for most of it and then later we worked on it and got like the intro and honed it down but i think the core of the song kind of happened in about 15 20 minutes
8: really it happened in the first end, yeah. pass of the song
7: the first the first pass of the idea it was just kind of like a an inspiration piece and everyone jumped in when they thought they should and that's how it was and we didn't
8: remember made. what we did
7: yeah it we, could, the, we, we couldn't we couldn't remember <laughs> Yeah, so we gotta relearn what, what we did. But um this song is pretty pretty cool. It's it's the third track on the on the LP, and it's I, I mean, I, I don't it reflects, it's it's one of the songs that really hits with the times now for some reason. Um it reflects on losing people and time and wanting to be present. And especially when we are going through this whole thing with COVID and pandemic, it was really kind of a even though the song was written before that, it was um, a good reflection of what was happening. So um, it's called uh, Be There.
3: Well, he- here we're going to hear a pre-recorded version with the whole band. So here is Miki, Nikiel and Be There on the Life Changes show. There it is, Miki Nikiel.
0: Woohoo! Hey.
3: <laughs> yep. Featuring Miki Vox on vocals, Benjamin Montoya on guitar, Nick Steinberg on bass, and Adam Alt on drums. You can find them anywhere you put in Miki Nikiel. Uh, like at MikiNikiel.com, on Instagram, Facebook, Smart URL, and YouTube, all at MikiNikiel. And I'm going to spell that one last time for you all, hopefully not the last time, because I would love, I can't wait for them to be live on the show with us, and I'll get to spell it all again and say it even better. M-I-H-I, second word, N like Nancy, I-H-I. L like Larry, Miki Nikiel. See, it's as simple as that.
7: Love <laughs> it. <laughs> yes, it's as simple as that.
3: <laughs> Miki Vox, what a pleasure to connect with you this way. I miss you. I miss hearing. You. And, you know, this is the thing. So this is one of the things that I was so excited about because I've heard this beautiful woman sing from country to rock and uh, classical and, and I've sung classical duets with her. I've heard her do opera. And uh, so and, and everything in between or so much in between. And here she's got this sound and uh, and, and together you all have this band. So I'm, I'm proud of you and good on you, Benjamin and, and Nick and, and Adam. I'm I'm excited. Can't wait to see you all live.
7: Thank you, Filippo. And I, yes, you're right. I mean, it's this time of year that we would be singing together. And now because of this whole thing, we're not. So I'm sad about that, but thank you for having us on the show and thank you, BBC and thank you, Mark. And, um, we really, really appreciate just really any sort of spreading the word of any uh, of our music and, um, anything that we're doing. So so thank you for
8: having us. Thank you, guys.
3: You're very nice. welcome. You're very welcome. All, all the best to you. And so with that, uh, after we've thanked Miki Nikhil and uh, our guest, Jonathan Walton, that is our show. So on behalf of our producer, uh, executive producer, Dorothy Lee Donahue, and our producer and co-host, Mark Legeur. I am your host, Filippo Voltaggio, reminding you that as your life changes like ours surely did tonight, we're here for you. Ciao, everyone.
2: You have been listening to the Life Changes Show on the BBS Radio Network. Listen live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific time, Visit us online at lifechangesnetwork.com, on Facebook at The Life Changes Show, and on Twitter at Life Changes Show. Join us again next week as we consciously explore and embrace the only constant, Life Changes. The Life Changes Network is an entertainment network the views and opinions expressed by those of the guests and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Life Changes.